Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's poppin' congregation? It's your girl, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. And we're back with another installment of the podcast all about robbery, fraud, and those who practice it. Scam Goddess! Yes! Congregation, y'all know what I am. Yes. Well, yes. Very excited. Elated. Thrilled. I... Y'all, y'all go see. So today we have an amazing guest on the show. She is a writer, actor, and comedian. Check out her podcast, College Town, hosted alongside comedian Seth Morris on Comedy Bang Bang World. I was just on there, y'all. Get into it. It was so much fun. So I'm so happy that I could, like, scam her into being on my show. After I did your podcast, Aaron, I was like, I gotta come over there. Congregation, please welcome Aaron Whitehead to the show. Hello. <laughs> Like after I did College Town, I was like, okay, now I gotta, I gotta scam them both to get on my podcast because it was so oh much my God. fun. We were thrilled. I was, I said, I was like, she asked me to do scam pod, uh, uh, scam, scam pod, scam. Scam, scam podcast. Uh, Seth goes same, and I was like, oh my god, she really did have fun. Okay, <laughs> yes, I, I, I went after both of you immediately. I was like, mm-hmm. I was plotting. So we had so that episode. I I was laughing so hard playing it back. And usually if I have to hear my own voice, that like takes me out. But you guys doing the English patient. Uh, anyway, not to spoil it. <laughs> it's too, it's so too good. fun. Oh, I had a blast. And I was like, y'all, I already knew you all were brilliant. You know, I'm a comedy nerd. So I was so thrilled when you came or when you reached out. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then after I did it, I was like, let me do a real good job. So hopefully I can scam them to come to my show. <laughs> <laughs> you did not need a scam, but we fell for it. <laughs> And girl, I told you I did Griffith Park uh, right before I came over there. I was doing yes. I was doing my makeup in the car on the way to the house. Which, by the way, I want to ask you about that because your assistant, I think, was like, oh, Lazy wants to know, will there be video? And I was like, no, 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 it's just audio. And when you showed up, I was like, this is what she looks like for just audio. <laughs> you were like, you were like magazine cover. Like, I can't imagine what you look like when I if I had said, yes, there will be video. <laughs> <laughs> that I would have on a gown, honey. We would give Dear you gowns. You Thank you. You're so sweet. You look perfect too. But no, that was that was a blast. But I was doing my makeup in the car, which I should not do. I know y'all be getting on to me talking about. I will be driving safe. I swear. But only at the stoplights. I'll do my makeup. Cause did you ever take like a DMV class? I mean, did I take a DMV class? I had to take like driver's ed in high school, but I don't know if they had it at the DMV. high school. Oh my god, you went to one of those movie high schools, like the TV show high school. Well, they didn't have the like car that start. Like I, th- we didn't have. 
actually, you know what? I guess mine was an after school thing because now that I'm thinking about it, it was like I had to walk like across the street to some other center. I don't we didn't have the whole like your PE teacher is your driver's ed mm. guy. That would have been very. I always PE wonder if school. that's a scam, if they were just like, we don't got time to change locations. We just go have the PE guy be the driver's teacher. Yeah, like they just made like that whole thing is made up. It's in the same way that like in movies, if they have like a storage unit, it's always like they open up a garage. And I'm like, I've been to storage units. I had to like walk through a whole building Mm -hmm. and then I got like a little moldy cave. Like it's not right. You don't just drive up long gray hallways. But you're right. In a TV show, it's always just like pull it up. And it's like and that's where the murder happens. It's like, what? that's not exactly. There's always a body. (laughs) Always. So, Erin, we always ask on this podcast, um, what is your relationship with scams? Have you ever been scammed? Have you run these scams that are past the statute of limitations? We could talk about them. The fair's not going to pull up. It could be anything. So I, after I got your email, I was like, oh, gosh, do I have a relationship to scams? I feel like I went very existential and was like, my whole life is a scam. <laughs> yes. This is a nightmare. <laughs> um, we didn't ask to be born I, very ghetto. I didn't ask to be born. I didn't ask to be uh, in the patriarchy. I will say I do think, and this is too general and big to get into really, but I feel like the whole concept of independence and being a single lady is a fucking scam. Are you like, people will be like, you pay your rent by yourself. And how cool that you have no support when you're sick. You're amazing. Like, are you, are you kidding me right now? It's so much harder. Like couples are paying half the rent. Mm -hmm. They get, insurance breaks you get so many breaks when you're married but then people are like no but independence is like really cool like you have to you have you got to be you got to learn to be alone i'm sorry i had so much coffee i'm stuttering no no you're amazing and that always kills me because like why are the married people getting the tax breaks and i don't get no tax break y'all split rent i should get the yeah and how is the rent the same for a couple as it is for a single like you're kidding me right now that there's not there's not a tiered system we're all paying the same thing, but I get to pay double. Exactly. And then I'd be no. thinking about, I'm like, I should get some dependents. That's what I call children. <laughs> and if you tell the adoption agency that, you're really likely to get one. <laughs> I would love to adopt a, de- a dependent. I'm looking for a really cute one. I'm becoming like Daddy Warbucks. Yeah, I'm looking for my Annie. Yeah. <laughs> she got to be cute, though, because I'm put her ass to work immediately. OK, everybody got a job in this house. Everybody got to be she employed. Need- I want her to sing. Mm-hmm. She needs to be able to sing. Yeah. Tap dance. The sun better come out tomorrow and today. <laughs> yeah. Get up. Make those make those dependents sing, baby. <laughs> make those dependents yeah. sing is hilarious. But you're right. Like, I don't know. I feel like now rugged independence is like very like sexy. You're right about that. Everyone's like, oh, my God, be alone. Learn how to love yourself. But I don't know. I, I'm kind of into that scam. I, I think I've said this before on the podcast, but. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg was being interviewed on a red carpet one time and it stayed with me forever. They asked her, Whoopi, when are you going to get married? And Whoopi stared down the barrel of the camera and said, I don't want somebody living in my house. And I was like, oh, <laughs> say that. I mean, I get it. I will say that's a Whoopi Goldberg salary that she's speaking from. Like, I feel like that's like when Cher was like, I don't need to marry a rich man. I am a rich man. I'm like, if I think if I were at their level, I would not feel scammed. I think it's more like if you're at, if if you were at like a basic middle class level, mm-hmm. couples are basically making double but paying half for everything. And that's where I'm like, come on. And the middle class. And is- they get gifts for getting married. 
that's the got to be the biggest scam, right? Listen, Congratulations, you're in love. I have to pay. Mm-hmm. You have to pay. First of all, you what? Have, they gave you a party. They said we're gonna give you food and and, and a reception. We're gonna give you a DJ, and you need to come. And destination weddings, they'd be like, you need to fly out, get a hotel, and bring a gift. I, and a gift that we made a list for, which could not be more tacky. You know what's so funny? Lately, like, now my friends are starting to get married, and they haven't been having registries. I hope it's on the way out. I feel like maybe a lot of the wedding industry is on the way out. I mean, because it does it's just feel embarrassing. It is a scam. I don't think it's embarrassing. As as someone who's been single for almost a decade, I used to think like, oh, well, you know, wedding is like corny or whatever. But then as someone who's like tried to meet people and then I quit because it's exhausting. I'm like, damn, if you meet somebody that you're like, let's go half on a home and maybe half on a baby and a life together. I'm like, that's an accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, but, and that's where I think I was steered wrong. And maybe scam is the wrong word, but I feel like it really is an accomplishment to be like, we're going to go through life together. We're going to like make things a little bit easier, support each other. Not to say that it's not absolutely hard. Like I, I have friends who are married. It's not like I think it's like a dream all the time. Mm-hmm. It's they have their own stuff. But like, I do think this idea like, do you, did you hear this when you were coming up where people were like, focus on your career? Like, you don't have time for a relationship. I'm like, the successful people I know all had help from the person that they were with. Like, it's such a supportive yeah, thing. It's not like they wasted time being with somebody. It's like they save time having somebody who can like go grocery shopping while they're at work or like support them. Yeah, it takes mm-hmm. the load off. I mean, my scam is that when I realized I was not going to try very hard for romance, I really leaned into a community. So I have so many friends and I'm like, y'all all my boyfriend, y'all all my girlfriend, y'all my they them. Like, y'all gonna help me. <laughs> help me. <laughs> Do you feel like, like, are your friends mostly single, would you say? Or are they also, like, are they married and stuff? They're all partnered pretty much. I have a few single friends, but most of them are partnered and now they're all getting married. I just got asked for the first time yesterday by my bestie Courtney to be in a wedding. This is my first time I'm going to be a bridesmaid. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah, I was Googling it because I was like, I don't know how to act. So (laughs) what am I supposed to do? (laughs) I was in... I think five weddings in my like 20s and 30s. I was about to say, Erin, you give me wedding face. You give me like, because you're you're so cute. You got that good, (laughs) that good uh, bridesmaid dress body. They go have you up in the weddings. (laughs) The bridesmaid's dress body. I have an A-line body. What can I say? (laughs) Uh, Everything everything has to be tailored into my tiny, tiny boobs. Um, Yes, and that waist, honey. They're like, no, you're going to be standing up (laughs) and in the photos and all of the photos. Yes, to a certain age. And then it is funny because then suddenly you're like, wow, remember when I had four weddings a year and now none? See, now more the I'll have the occasional second wedding. That's the age I'm at now. See, that's the one that busts, though. The second wedding. Like, I, I keep telling people, I'm like, I know my partner's out there. They're probably just married right now. And I think looking for a life partner in Los Angeles is just like parking. So you got to you're not going to just see an open spot. You got to see somebody backing up. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to pull in right after that. Put your turn signal on. I'll be like, you leaving? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm leaving. And I'm like, yeah, me next. <laughs> <laughs> and that way you already got it out the way. You already learned all your lessons. You 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 had your practice marriage. And then we could have a real one. 
I mean, and not that she used your exact phrasing, but my therapist literally said what you said. She was like, oh, don't worry. Like, they'll be they'll be available again. <laughs> yeah, they're coming back. <laughs> and that's when you want them. Because at our age, it's like, if you are single and like, I mean, I'm biased. So I date men and women. But so sorry out there to all the, the cisgendered men. Uh, love y'all so much. So many of y'all. Hey, San Francisco. I was like, oh, the missus are here. Hello, missus. Um, and y'all and the wives, shout out to y'all for bringing y'all husbands. Because it was y'all was really dragging y'all husbands. Love it. Um, but like cisgender straight men at this age, if they single, we already know something wrong. We know we know something bad wrong. So you got I know. You but are they married. thinking that about me? Like they no. may be thinking that about me too. Maybe. No, not for women. Because like statistically, in relationships and partnerships, the cisgendered woman is better off single than in a relationship and the cisgendered man is better in a relationship and we also live longer than them like wait are we better off without a relationship i remember hearing like something like that yeah and i was like is that true because no. a lot because a lot of these you know the whole girls are harder and boys are easier that whole scam of like raising children that was like so popular was yes, because yes. they just weren't raising the boys yeah, they needed to know to cry. They needed to know how to let out their emotions. And they, people would be like, "Oh, women are so emotional." And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I might cuss you out, but y'all like to fight. Y'all started all the wars in the world. Like, y'all are emotional yeah. too. You're just doing it with violence. Like, yeah, you can literally avoid a war if you just cry a little. Just like, a little bit. <laughs> I would love to see the leaders get together and like sob and yell or that's the <laughs> or stand on business i've said this I, I can't believe in 2023 we're still seeing people wage war across like there's so many like you know people calling out like the congo palestine there's so many places where people are like being attacked and it's like it's 2023 we're still doing that if y'all really want to beef why can't y'all go to like greenland or alaska or something and the world leaders can just scrap each other y'all fight each other and we'll put it on pay-per-view like why i know why does everybody else have to be involved and with the attitude of like we i guess this is the only option we just sorry we had to bomb thousands it's just, that was that was it like like what it's an amazing like inevitability attitude that is and it's disgusting it, right and like human shields and casualties and numbers line items on a spreadsheet and it's like no these are people these are lives like we don't need to be y'all beefing over territories and stuff and killing people. This is ghetto. Like, let's stop. I know. And Judith, shout out to you. She did pull up. Are women happier being single? Yes. Studies have blitz that the stereotype of poor, lonely spinster out of... Damn. Oh, my God, Google. Oh, my God. Why is Google reading me like this? It's a... St <laughs> <laughs> it's the studies have blitzed the stereotype of poor, lonely spinster out of the water, revealing that women are actually happier being single than men. Further research has shown that single women without children were happier than both men and married women with children. See, I just, okay. I feel like whenever I hear studies show or like the research, I'm like, who? What What study? Who? Because I'm never this? in a study. Ever. I'm I was not I was never asked. It just makes me go like, are these people who are want everyone to own their own TV? Because if like you were married, you would share a TV. Like I, I just like I want to know who funded it. And also, what is the spectrum of happiness? Like one to ten? Like what is one to a hundred? What how did y'all measure happiness and we're like, yeah, they get more happier? Like how no, it feels 
it feels like the way they pull people for skincare products where they're like, well, would you say your skin was like a little bit better five seconds after you put it on? And so then they'll be like, 97% of women said that their skin was, in fact, more moisturized after using this moisture. It's like, I don't know how you're asking these questions, but I don't think it's that great. Random tangent. And then we're going to get into the first segment here. But I was um, in the hotel in San Francisco this weekend, and I was with my best friend, Shereen. See, my my chosen girlfriends, besties who come and help me when I need the help. And this infomercial kept playing and it was have you ever seen the infomercial for meaningful beauty i don't know it's with who that lady got the mole who was a model <laughs> oh cindy crawford oh cindy crawford love cindy so i'm kind of low-key about to get into this scam because i know this commercial has been on most of my life and if she's still hawking it maybe there's some over there to it like it was like they were like we have the secret aging thing and it's from a melon and they were like look at when we put it in this one melon and the other melon started to decay but this one's still alive that's how your face gonna look i'm like maybe i need to meaningful beauty sponsor the show <laughs> like maybe i need to become a melon i mean i <laughs> also yes like why do they do that to us <laughs> they're like you're gonna age just like this melon like i'm not a piece of fruit like, it's always like the latest discovery. Do I love that they're like we we we've traveled to a foreign country, always a foreign seed, country, a seed of this tree, and I'm always like I gotta have I gotta have it, and mm-hmm. I'm, then I'm like googling to see if there's like cheaper ones that also discovered it, and there always are. Oh girl, they even had the guy who discovered the secret ingredient, and they had him like doing some B roll looking in a microscope. I was like, damn, not he a real scientist looking <laughs> in that microscope, damn. <laughs> He's seeing stuff. He's seeing stuff in that that's, microscope. That's, that's what what I microscopic. <laughs> I fall for the, the, this is probably the scam I fall for the most is like scientific packaging. Oh, I love it. Mm. We're, we're in that era. I feel like in the 90s, it was like everything is like fruity or vanilla. And now we're in everything is like backed by science. And they just use the word science where I'm like, you could have read a study and been like, based on my having read that study, I've invented a cream that has nothing to do with the study. Listen, science is a vibe. Okay. <laughs> science really is a vibe. That is the perfect way to put it at this point. Do you have an unemployed roommate at home? You know who I'm talking about. Children. Yes, Whitney said they are our future. And don't you want to invest in theirs? I know you want to set your children up for success. Maybe you want to save a little coin on private tutoring because we know that inflation is high and these wages are not getting higher. Okay, which is why I love IXL Learning. IXL Learning, it's an online program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. No more grading those worksheets. I Excel grades everything itself. No more trying to scam your kids as you try to figure out their math equations and their homework. And you know you haven't seen a trapezoid in about 20 years, right? So let IXL help you out. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning and get IXL now. And Scam Goddess listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com goddess. Visit IXL.com goddess to get the most effective learning program out there for the best price. Finding the perfect t-shirt has always had me like Goldilocks, trying on shirts. This one's too hard. 
this one's too soft and it fell apart because y'all know I got it from a cheap website. And this t-shirt from Skims is just right. From fit to quality, it is one of my, like, these are my favorite t-shirts. I have three different ones. Y'all know I love me an Onyx because I'm going to be wearing black all the time. Um, They have a cotton long sleeve jersey tee that I really like too because the material is so soft. But when I put it in the washer, she don't have a whole transformation or makeover. It's not move that bus when I take it out. She looks the way that she looked when I put her in. And we know we cannot say that for all t-shirts, okay? So you can have staple t-shirts that you can mix and match and wear up or down. Maybe we're going to a fancy night out. Maybe we're going on a date. Maybe we're lounging around the house. I love these shirts so much because I can do so many different things with them. It's like, I'm telling y'all, Skims, they doing right over there. I got got on the underwear right now. I can't give it up. I think they got me, y'all. I'm not even playing. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select scam goddess in the survey and select my show in the drop down menu that follows so erin now i need something from you okay i need a fake name for this person we're getting into our first segment here um as always y'all we're doing what's hot and fraud right now um, I am going to read a listener letter. Y'all know I'll be doing that m- most of the time now. Um, as always, snitch on your friends, family, your enemies, anybody. ScamGoddessPod at gmail.com. Now, Erin, I just need a fake name from you. It could be anything. We don't care about gender. Let's go Shelby. Oh, I love Sh- Shelby. That makes me think of that. <laughs> What's that? What's that sad ass movie that I love? Oh, no. I love that movie, too. I was not even Still thinking about Magnolias. that, Still Magnolias. Steel Magnolia. Shelby, yeah. Oh, I love that movie. What's well now we're gonna have empathy for whoever yeah. this is. <laughs> what was her name? She was acted down. Um uh Julia Roberts. Yeah, but she was Shelby, but who played her mama? That was one Oh. Uh uh, and I'm just watching her right now on Brothers and Sisters. Why did I just blank her name out? Damn. She won the Oscar. Sally Field. Uh Sally Field, thank you. Acting down. She won the Oscar for it, yes. Oh, she was yeah. acting down by that tree. Shelby, my Shelby. I was like, damn. <laughs> damn, Sally, you got me down. So Shelby says, love the show and want to share my own tiny little baby scam from earlier this year. Yes, Shelby. Thank you so much. So about a year ago, I moved out of a very difficult living situation. A friend from my home state moved in with me, and it wasn't long until I found she was a god-awful roommate. Damn. Not the friend from home being a bad roommate. Mm. No. So, which turned out to be a scam, she owed me $300 from our final utilities and blocked me on Venmo, and we are no longer friends. I didn't know you could block people on Venmo. I did not know you could block people on Venmo. Okay. This is something that I want to try now. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go to dinner and be like, yeah, 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 I'm a Venmo, y'all. And then just block everybody. (laughs) And be like, you're trying to reach out to me? I ain't see it. What you talking about? How do you even know you're blocked? Does Venmo tell you, like, girl, they blocked you? Like, what is the... Or can you just, like, not find them? Because, like, when you block somebody mm-hmm. on, like, Facebook or something, right? Like, don't they just... Can't you just, like, sort of not find them when you search? Yeah, that's true. Because it's, like, on your phone, you can still text the person, but it just goes green, which is... Oh, that's... You've been blocked? Mm-hmm. If they uh-huh. have an iPhone... Not Aaron. <laughs> Who have you been blocked by? <laughs> been blocked by... I thought people just bought Androids. 
<laughs> All my friends are blocking me. <laughs> this is how I find out. I didn't know you could. But listen, <laughs> welcome, y'all. If you didn't know, apparently we can block people on Venmo. Let's get into it. <laughs> so uh, Shelby says, our lease stated that if we broke the lease, we had to keep paying full rent until the house had new tenants. In parentheses, Shelby says, this too is a whole ass scam already and I haven't even gotten to my own yet. It is because what kind of, if you break the lease, there is a financial penalty, but it's never like you got to keep paying the rent till we find, what? Every every landlord thing is a scam. Landlords are the biggest scam. I feel like I could have just said that and we would have had a plenty to talk about. Yeah, we really would have. I've been thinking about it because sometimes I'm like, I should become a landlord. But then I've been remembering that, like, they are criminals. Like, it's bad. I don't think, I <laughs> truly don't think there are good ones. Like, there may be ones who just happen to have a room they're renting or, like, you know, like, but even then, I'm like, I, I just don't trust it. I mean, I think when I first moved to LA, I did have a good landlord. I think low-key, he was a cartel, like, head. Um, <laughs> and see, you're saying this already. Like, he was good, but... <laughs> no, he definitely he was... did some murders, but he ain't do the murders. It was just like they were beating him up and stuff, and then he would like throw somebody a rag and be like, clean this up. Like it was giving that energy. Like he gotcha. Was... And they weren't landlord related. He was okay in his landlord duties. Okay. Because he was so chill about being a landlord. Like my roommates would pay rent late all the time. He did not he was just like, Oh hey, I came back from shooting my first show and was finally like, Oh, I got a little coin in my pocket. I was like, I don't want to renovate because it was a big place in LA, like big place three bedroom huge place because it was like he owned it it was not like a you know i live now in a corporate apartment building but right so it was huge and i was like i want to renovate it a little bit and just stay here because it's so big and it's nice and so i was walking him through the place like i was goddamn oprah like oh and this is what i'm gonna do over here this is what i do over there and he was like yeah yeah yeah. but first we gotta finish the rent up and i was like what you mean finish the rent up <laughs> He was like, I was about to evict y'all. And he showed me the eviction papers. And I was like, what? Because my roommates just weren't paying rent and didn't oh tell me. Oh, my God. I love that you were ready to renovate an apartment, by the way. Also, I love that he gagged me by just letting me like be like, and a backsplash here. And I want this tile gone. And, and no laminate hardwood. Let's get real wood. <laughs> really real wood. I love that you were going to do this. And again, in a place you're renting. My first landlord in L.A. would literally just walk in and I did not know he wasn't allowed to. I was like, yeah, 21. he's not supposed to do that. Oh, my God. It's fully illegal. And I, I had uh, my first roommate at the time apparently also didn't know. But we would come in and it, we'd come home and be like, oh, it looks like he was here again. Like it he looks like, a, like what was he doing? He would leave like a note like you guys need to whatever like what like our electrician was here. But like he would have just walked in when we weren't there or at Christmas. He like left a bottle of wine. That was I had nice. a new roommate. It's nice. <laughs> but creepy. But so, in hindsight, like if anyone did that to me now, I would just call the police immediately. Like I would be so mad. But my yeah, the next roommate who moved in, he did something like that. And she goes, what the fuck? And I was like. He did once walk in when I was in the shower. Like, I came out in a Ooh. towel. <laughs> yeah, no, he was doing too much. Like, you're the landlord. It's so like, bad. Yeah. We're renting. It's ours. So, Shelby says, as such, I was very available and ready to show the house to anyone who was interested in moving in so that I didn't have to keep paying rent there in my next place at the same time. 
you could have just stopped. You could have blocked him on Venmo. Block the landlord and leave. Yeah. Like, what? That's not a real policy. I got to keep paying rent till you rent it out again. That's not. No, and I think that's, yeah, there's definitely a fee, but you're right. Because he could just not ever rent it out. Exactly. He could have just kept point. collecting. Yeah. And they'd be doing that. They're actually, like, putting an embargo in LA about, like, housing application fees because there's a lot of places on Zillow and, and other places in LA where people like apply, you know, have to do the application fee, which is like 35 to like $70. And some places realize that like, we make more money off these application fees and just not renting it than renting it. So it's just don't ever rent it and just take all oh, the fees. I When I was applying for places, I had to move like during the pandemic a few times because it was just one of those bad times i totaled over one thousand dollars just in rental application fees Mm -hmm. and i like i passed like i my credit went through and everything and they were just collecting multiple fees from multiple people Mm -hmm. yeah it's such a scam so shelby says so not long after i moved out i accidentally had an online purchase sent to my old address Because I was friendly with and had the phone numbers of the new tenants due to having coordinating showing them the house. I I know that's right. You was like, let me get y'all a number. Since I'm the realtor, you became the realtor, Shelby. It says, I was able to reach out to them and ask them to leave the package out for me so that I could come get it. Then, and this is my little scam, I would contact customer service from the retailer and say, in quotes, Oh, no, I accidentally entered the wrong address for my purchase. And they offered to either refund me or send me a new shipment of my items to my current address. I didn't know this was a thing. Okay. I did this once more on accident with shop pay and shit like that. You just go on autopilot and I genuinely forgot to look at my shipping address and update it. That happens to me too. I get you. From a different source. So I did the same thing and they offered me the same options. So over the next three months or so, I did with any online. (laughs) I did this with any online purchase I placed. Usually I would take the refund and get the items for free. One time I had ordered some items from a prestige makeup brand in parentheses again. I hardly ever splurge on things like that. But a well-known makeup store that rarely has sales was having a sale. Okay. Is it Sephora? Is it Ulta? Is it... Okay, you're not going to tell us, but okay. (laughs) I decided to take them up on the new shipment, so I had a little stock up on very nice makeup for a discounted price of one. Yes! I retired the scam after a few months, mainly out of respect for the new tenants of my old house. They never seemed to mind, as the only thing they had to do was put the box back outside for me to pick up. Anyways, just wanted to share this with the congregation. Oh, yeah. As a sweet, simple way that we can run up the scams on those major corporations when we constantly have to move houses because rent goes up or we have shit-ass roommates or whatever the reason. I can't believe I have not been taking advantage of this. I would be prime with all my goddamn moves yes! for this game. Uh, you, gotta, you gotta be like, oh my god, I sent to the wrong place. Hello? Give me my money back. Oh my god. Big company. I feel like I'm too honest. Like I feel like I'd like drive all the way over and be like, ugh. I can't, I can't say it didn't come. I finally got my mitts on this little package <laughs> like melted in the sun. You can definitely do that with Amazon. Amazon is so rich, they can't be bothered. Like, yeah. anytime I'm legitimately returning something, they'd be like, girl, here's your refund. We don't even care what the package is. We don't care. We make our drivers pee in Gatorade bottles. Like, you good. I'm like, <laughs> what 
the hair. Yeah, I have something I have to return, but I have to like unscrew the legs of it. It's like a it's like a space heater that broke, and I'm mm-hmm. like, the legs were so hard to put on. But at this point, I'm like, I might just keep it. I can't stand to put it back in the box. <laughs> so I'm scamming myself. Just a genuine exhaustion of like, I don't want to deal with this. I can't. So I'm gonna I keep can't it. use a screw. I can't use a screwdriver again. I simply can't. And I love it took that it out for of you. Me. I. <laughs> One time when I was living in Pittsburgh, I ordered an air conditioner because it was just one hot week. Like there's in LA, you know, there's one hot week in September, but it's so hot. If you don't have AC, yeah. it's so hot. And so there's one hot weekend. And by the time I got the air conditioner from Sears, it was cold. So I was trying to send it back and they weren't like picking it up or talking to me or anything. So I got on Twitter and I was like, Sears is trying to rob a young black woman in college of all of her money. <laughs> And sis was like, hey, girl, what's going on? <laughs> Were they like, just keep it. Just keep it. We're so sorry. Like, here's the money. Just keep it. Go away. Shh. Be quiet. Be quiet. <laughs> like, sis is robbing black people. It's just me. I'm people. But I was like, they robbing black people. <laughs> I made it everyone's problem. Oh, I mean, good for you, honestly. Robbery. Back in the 90s. Pepsi and Coca-Cola were in a heated race to try and win loyal customers by any means necessary. But when Pepsi launched an ambitious promotion that encouraged people to buy Pepsi and redeem points for prizes, they overlooked their own fine print in a major way. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Like. Who at Pepsi thought it would be a good idea to advertise that people could earn enough points to redeem a military jet as a prize? When they launched their Pepsi points system, they never imagined somebody might try to actually snag it. But a 23-year-old did, and suddenly, Pepsi owed him a jet. Follow the big flop wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh, do you feel that in the air? Yes, that is summertime. It's in the breeze. It's in the trees. And y'all know when the sky comes out, (laughs) the thighs come out. And as the weather gets hotter, it's time to say bye to jackets and sweaters and hey to shorts and tees. If you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Y'all know I love Quince. If you want to be looking chic year after year with classic pieces that you can dress up, dress down, wear around town, you got to get into Quince. They have premium European linen dresses. I have one in green and oh, when I wear it, it is a show stopper. Blouses, shorts from $30, y'all. Washable silk tops, which I told y'all I love those. I actually went back and got it in navy. I got it in the white like cream and I just know when I wear it, I'm going to feel like Diane Keaton on the beach thinking about my life like white cream are you kidding me it's giving rich okay quince is that girl y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time get into it get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess so, all right, that brings us into my favorite segment, Historic Hoodwinks. This is where I will regale Aaron with the famous con caper group of criminals. We're getting lovey-dovey. Um, oh, I can't wait. Yes. So, and I love that your scam when you're talking about being single, like we're going to be talking about love this whole 
this whole episode. I know. I know. I even forgot my other scam, but whatever. If we get to it, we get to it. Yeah, listen, if it pops up in your head anytime. Okay. So I want to note up top because we don't scam our journalists. This story was reported in Michael Delaney's ABC News article. A charismatic con artist devastated her victims. Then they fought back. Oh, originally investigated by Ollie Ward. So shout out to them. Links will be in the footnotes as always. So y'all can go get into it if you would like to. So Leslie Manukin is a financial black widow who traveled the world scamming lover after lover into invest and like into investing into bunk restaurants. She didn't get caught until she messed with the wrong family. Mm. What exactly does financial black widow mean? She's not actually a widow. Right? I think it's like... Or am I dumb? Because you know, like, the black widow spider, like, aren't they known for, like, they mate with the dudes and then they kill them? Well, you see, I that's what I, my, in my brain happened. And then I was like, wait, but that's praying mantises. And so then I got concerned. Them that I was too. thinking of the wrong bug. <laughs> Them too. But yeah, the Black Widow is like, so financially she's like, ooh, let's mate. And then sucks all their money dry and leaves them. But she's not killing them. I mean, she's killing them in their pockets. She's killing their wallet. Yeah, that's enough. So Greg meets Leslie. Greg Ward and Leslie Manukin first met at a house party in London in 2006. Okay! Okay, Leslie, your eyes are giving empty. They're giving like <laughs> You know when you look at somebody you're like, "Are you here?" Oh, I I am very aware of the dead eye thing. I feel like I can spot it from a mile, a mile away. Yeah, her eyes are giving like, "Babes, where are you? Are you here?" We're And she looks a little scared, too. A little bit a little bit shocked by like She's like, "I'm about to rob him." Yeah. And he looking like, ooh, my boo, I love her. And she's like, ooh, I'm about to suck him dry. Uh, that means two things. So <laughs> <laughs> he was a mid-20s New Zealander working abroad with a minor obsession for America. And she was late 30s Californian. So he already loved America. And she was like, hi, I'm an American girl from Cali. Gave him that good Valley Girl accent. And he was like, yes. Well, yes. So Leslie talked about her wildlife of running bars in California and Hawaii off of a million-dollar trust fund that she inherited from her estranged biological parents. Greg was immediately charmed, and their relationship quickly became intense. Let's give a Scorpio energy. Look at her with this car. This is this outfit for sitting on a car like that is really making me laugh. A, also having a khaki a, short, a khaki short and a glass. Where did you get this glass, <laughs> ma'am? You're outside. Yeah, it, look, <laughs> it looks like they're at a car dealership. Like the guy were like, would you like champagne while you look around? <laughs> That's very much what it's giving. She was like, I would love some champagne. Yeah, we're definitely going to buy today. We're not browsing. <laughs> Lying. Love it. I love that she was doing seducing and scheming a khaki short. Like. Love that for her. Yeah. So while... Yeah, they... it's P.E. teacher. This is P... I'm getting P.E. teacher from her, but with a champagne. Okay. Right, because it's like, girl, you ain't even gonna put on no clothes to rob these people. You just threw this out. She's gonna throw some necklaces with it. It'll, it'll, it'll tie it together. Okay. So while they dated, 
They went out to lavish parties and dinners where Leslie treated Greg and his friends to expensive nights showering with gifts. Before long, Greg proposed on Christmas Day at Disneyland in Paris. He said, I gotta lock this down. A bad bitch, she's taking me to all the parties and she spending that money, lock it down. <laughs> I would have done the same thing. I feel like a child right now where I'm like, read me this amazing story. Like, I know I'm supposed to be talking, but I'm just wrapped. Okay. <laughs> so when they left Europe and returned to New Zealand, Leslie revealed more about herself. She was a refugee from Armenia, estranged from her biological parents, who are rich, she says, and adopted as a child. So my little orphan Annie. Okay. In Maui, a machete-wielding gang had threatened to kill her. And then, in Maui? Yeah, in Maui. Wow, that's a... Okay. Which Maui is like hella Maui. rural. Like, yeah, it doesn't feel like that's where that happens, but no. okay. Well, Honolulu? Maybe. Maui? They, <laughs> they came through the, the, the pineapple farm and threatened you? Okay. <laughs> if you say so, sis. She said they threatened to kill her and then set fire to her bar. But the details always seemed to change. After some time, the couple decided they were open to the Dragonfly Cafe in Makatana, New Zealand. Greg's parents, David and Julie, were confident in both Leslie's experience and her million-dollar trust fund. Quote, so they agreed to fully guarantee her $1.5 million as a loan with Quibi Bank. With what bank? Quibi. Uh, Kiwi Bank. Okay. I, I said thought Quibi. We no. Quibi. I was like, oh, so Quibi's getting into the banking world now. <laughs> they the, got uh, quick, the quick bite shows didn't work out, but. <laughs> like, no, now we're bankers. No, yeah, it's Kiwi Bank. Kiwi Bank. <laughs> so the Dragonfly, the bar, opened in 2007, and the couple were married soon after. After. So Greg and Leslie, they're going to go south. Look at this photo of them. Okay, I like her dress. It's giving innocent mommy. It's giving like virgin on my wedding night. Yeah. I mean, it's also giving like haunted bride a little bit. Mm. It's a lot of lace. It is a lot of lace. It's pretty. It's pretty. She was like, let me give classiness. She was like, I'm going to give the girls a Meghan Markle. We don't need to be that sexy. Those are clearly his trying parents. To get a look. Like, who is this? Wait, is that his mom? Yeah, those are his parents. His mom? She's is, cunt. Oh, wow. I mean, oh, my word. The sunglasses, the lean. That's the woman I'd be scared of. Exactly. And, like, I don't know where we're going, but now just seeing the mom, and y'all see these photos on the Instagram, the mom, I know where we're going because... That's not a bitch you fuck with at all. No, no. I'm scared from the photo. I'm like, oh my God, she is the boss. I'm just laughing so hard at these sunglasses. I feel like she's wearing 80s sunglasses somehow. They're giving me transition lenses. lenses. They're giving me like inside, they like regular glasses and the outside, they go dark. I bet you that is what they are. That was a thing for a time. They were like, transition lenses. It's sunglasses and eyeglasses on your face. And we were like, yes, that sounds good. I don't want to buy two pairs of glasses. I'm just still surprised that they worked. To me, I'm like, that feels like very hard technology, but it probably isn't. Right. And also, like, 
I'm getting a vibe from the mom that makes me understand why Greg was probably into Leslie. Because Leslie obviously is running the show, right? So he grew up with a mama who was running the show. Look at the dad. He he over here. Po- the dad has like a cigar. He's pointing at the camera. Mm-hmm. Does he have a cigar? Or my, my, There's something in his mouth that definitely. Yeah. Oh, okay. This makes sense. The faces are blurred a little bit, but yes, he has a cigar. He's pointing at the glass. He's definitely corny. And she was like, I married this man and I run him. Yeah. She was like, this yeah. is my son. I run him. And now he found a nice bad bitch who's also going to run him. Also love that this is a wedding, right? And Leslie is wearing off-white. So maybe it's given like, I have had some sexuals, but you know, I'm still the bride. But also the mother is in the same color. The exact same color. And very similar with all the lace. It's not that different. Right. Type of stuff. It's it's like the mom version. It's like, the did, was the mom at the dress fitting was like, that's beautiful, sweetheart. And then just decided she was going to show up to the wedding cut and be like, I'm also the bride. Because wearing white to a wedding is a move. Especially the same exact tone of white. It's a choice. She was like, I'm getting married, too. Like, that's a choice. That is aggression. I know. Just from the photo, I would be like, is this going to be like a mother-in-law scam? Like the mother-in-law who's like, he's Right. So of the 150 guests that were at Greg and Leslie's wedding. Here they are. Oh, cranberry bridesmaids dresses. Here we go. There's my A-line. A-line. I was about to say the A-line girlies pulled up in the crayon. She had him in the crayon. 150 guests, right? Almost all of them were from Greg's side. So Leslie didn't have any of her, any of her people there. Nobody go snitch is- on Leslie because they're not there. <laughs> well, she's and she has she has a cover story. She's an orphan. Right. She was like, I'm with a trust. I'm orphan Annie and Daddy Warbucks left me to trust. Don't call my family. So yes. Leslie's bridal party were all of Greg's friends. And several other guests commented that her parents seemed like hired actors. <gasps> Imagine it being so obvious that there was even a joke. <laughs> Everybody's probably talking to Leslie's parents like, oh, I know you're so proud of her. Like, we are proud of, check notes, Leslie, Manukian, Our, that's our child. We know her. <laughs> that's the job I want. I would love, I would love to go to a wedding as a fake family member. <laughs> it's not even giving backstage.com. I feel like Leslie went on Craigslist and was like, be my family for a day. <laughs> yeah. I, they don't I'm have not, no training, I'm, Leslie. You ain't nobody with no training. You got to go to Indeed. You can't go to Craigslist. You got to get people with a resume. Right. They got to have some credits. Like, I've, I've been a fake family on Law & Order SVU. I've been a fake family. Like, <laughs> like we need credits. But she's like, I ain't trying to pay You got to at much. least get improv people for this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you need improv people. Leslie, why don't you go to UCB? Why? Oh, <laughs> or She would have gotten away with it. Groundlings. Then they would have had a strong character for you. Like, um. Oh, the wigs. No, the wigs would have given her away. Oh, yeah. The wig. Groundlings. <laughs> it would have been a they flammable they, wig. Mm-hmm. They can't help themselves. Yeah. They always need a wig. <laughs> flammable. And they need it. You show up with a box of props. <laughs> You're like, who is this? My back. Why are they miming their their wine? (laughs) 
I never saw them eat anything, but they kept just like acting like they were picking up a fork and eating food. Yeah. And we would walk by and they weren't actually having conversation. They were just miming peas and carrots. They would just say watermelon, watermelon. <laughs> Every time peas and carrots, watermelon, watermelon. It's like, I'm the dad. Sometimes I'm drunk and I'm mean. I'm the mom. Like they, Yeah, they kept doing crosses. We weren't sure what was happening. <laughs> The photographer, the wedding photographer, they're like, should we cross left? They're like, I'm just, I'm taking still photos. <laughs> like, yeah. what you want us to do, though? Yeah, the photographer's like, they keep asking me, when will this come out? <laughs> <laughs> what platform will it air on? Am I allowed to eat off the main table or is there a special food table for me? <laughs> Where's Crafty? <laughs> Where's, cra- Where's Crafty? Where's uh- Crafty? Can I see the sides? I know I don't have any lines. I just want to see the sides. I just want to be prepared. I'm just trying to be in the zone. Okay. <laughs> I brought my own chair. Is that yeah. fine? Do you Is guys have cool? any notes? Any notes for me? <laughs> As the mom? As Leslie's if there's mom? An up- if there's an upgrade possible, I- I- I'm I'm willing to take it. I've taken a lot of Yeah. Classes. If I speak on camera, like I'll take a U5. I'll take, like, let me get in there. Yeah. Oh, Wow. There was a guest smoking a cigarette, and I would like a smoke bump at the end of the day, if possible. Yeah. Um, and I brought my own wardrobe, so can I get reimbursed? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a whole industry. <laughs> I want to be a hired actor at somebody's wedding. Please let me, me do dude, this. Me too. Like, Leslie, I would do it better, Leslie. I swear. I would be like, oh, you know, me and Leslie, we go back. We was in college. You know, Leslie, she always be, you know how she be. Oh. The speeches. Oh, I just realized. I wonder if this is a scam that I once did. I was once a maid of honor at a friend's wedding, and it was shortly after another friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. This friend was marrying a guy who I hated, Damn. like hated. So I just used the speech from my last, from the <laughs> last wedding, and just like changed the names. He came up to me, this the guy who's been horrible to me for like years, crying, and he was like, "Oh my god, thank you. Oh my god," and I was like. Uh, all right, dude. Not, that was what's your rinse repeat speech? <laughs> yeah, I was like that. You were not the guy in that speech, Aaron. You're right about him because he didn't even <laughs> clock it. You you swapped some not. names. It was like, oh my god, Anna. Wait, um, Marissa. Um, it, I'm so happy that you're marrying David. I'm sorry, John. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, truly, truly. And I was like, the fact that you would think that I would believe any of those things about you, like. Oh, this was a guy who in high school said to me, Aaron, you're so pretty. Pretty fucking ugly. Like, I want to run you over with my car. <gasps> oh, no. I know. Oh, he is sociopath. Only a sociopath would listen to a speech and not realize it's vague as fuck. He was like, John, he he's a guy. And, you know, he is a guy. And he was like, you know what? I am a guy. You got me right, Aaron. I am a guy. She really sees me. She really gets me. She knows I'm a guy. She's she. <laughs> you a guy marrying my friend, and I and I was the guy marrying her friend. She really. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't hit her with my car. What? I know. So All right, after the you. wedding, okay. no, this is perfect. After the wedding, their relationship began to have a strain. Shocking. Okay. Yeah. So payments to vendors at the cafe began to fall behind. And Leslie, who was at the forefront when the cafe opened, remember that was the spot that the, the dragonfly yeah. that the pimp that my boss mama invested in 1.5 right, right, right. million. So Leslie's at the forefront, right? 
the payments not getting seen. The girls are like, where are the payments? Leslie blocked us on Venmo. She is not <laughs> paying us. So the more that Greg tried to discover why payments weren't being made to vendors, the angrier Leslie got. And the more it strained their relationship. Leslie was like, why are you, why are you looking into stuff and trying to see what's going on and looking into stuff? How funny to get that angry. <laughs> I'm, it's like the classic. Whenever I see that in a movie, I'm like, I would do this so much better. And I'm not even somebody who lies. <laughs> I mean, this is narcissistic abuse behavior. Like when people call you out on your shit, if you're a narcissistic abuser, they will pick a fight with you. They'll find one right. little thing and pick a fight with you so that they can distract you from the fact that you're actually right about whatever the fuck is weird going on. Right. And I always feel bad being like, here's how you should do it. Cause I don't want to help right. necessarily, but I do have some, I do have some notes. <laughs> I do be giving my notes too. I'm like, listen, if y'all liars out there, learn how to lie better. I always say not too many details. If you give me no. a bunch of random facts along with the story, I know you lying. Like and jump to their, you got to jump to their side too. You have to be like, I'm mad too. That's so crazy. The payments aren't going through. Let's get to the bottom. We got to fight the payment maker. We got to figure this out. Where is I'm Ki- upset Where's now. Kiwi Bank? Kiwi Trust? Where, where's we, I, Quibi Bank? We, <laughs> we got to fight them. I can't believe I, I trusted Quibi first with my TV show and now with my money. This is all their fault. And they lied. I've been bamboozled, hoodwinked, led astray, <laughs> just like you. <laughs> I'm waiting on my payments, too, actually, from my business. (laughs) Come on, Leslie. So (laughs) money from her trust fund never showed up. Surprise. And she even skipped out on a crisis meeting with an accountant. When your accountant is like, crisis meeting? Yeah. She was like, (laughs) I can't can't come. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to know that thing. So after just five months of the Dragonfly Cafe being open, Greg suggested Leslie take a break and visit her family in the States. So he's like, girl, you're exhausted. Take a nap. You keep yelling at me every time I'm like, where are the payments? He's like, ah, why are you worried about the payments so much? Now I'm so curious if he was like, I need to get her far away so I can investigate. Or was Mm, he not that smart? Maybe. We'll see. Because I told you that mama, his mama. Yeah, his mom's suspicious. She has something about his mama. She wore white to the wedding and was like, "Me too, girl. We all get I'm married." That, is this the same guy from the first picture? Mm-hmm. He looked older Bro. now. He looked like he, she done aged him with with stress. Yeah, hair colors. I mean, he looks tired. Yeah, he tired of her. She was, <laughs> and then and now she's in cargos. She was in her little khaki mesh or soft shorts, and now she's in cargos. Yeah, a very specific style. She okay. does. She's like black top and then a neutral bottom. And yeah, that's how I gag the girls. And look at all her goddamn bags. <laughs> cranberry again. She really loves cranberry. She loves tones. cranberry. That's her color. The color it's of really blood. not anybody's color. Like I hate to break a door, but like that's not a color that really looks great on most people. I mean, that's the scam. She was like she got scammed by her color by her color person. She's like That's nobody ever seen this before. She probably got some cheaper bridesmaid dresses with that because it's like cranberry. Ain't nobody buy no cranberry bridesmaid dress. Yeah, they were on. They were they were like way back on the rack. And Erin, yeah. she hired all of y'all from Greg's side to be her a line bridesmaid. She was like, "Give me that body. <laughs> you got that good body. I don't need to edit the clothes at all. Put that cranberry on her. Seventy percent off. <laughs> Throw it on her." 
whenever I go to Craigslist, I just type in A line. I'm like, come on, somebody's got to need me. Someone's gonna need you, Aaron. Like we we gotta do this, and we gotta we gotta be employed at somebody's wedding. So he was like, Greg was like, go back to the U.S. I love you from because you're from the U.S. Go back over there. Go back over there. That <laughs> New Zealand's like what blue like Australia. Y'all know my Australian accent's bad. So yeah, like go back over there. And so he's like, go back over there on the Bobby. And so that was the last time that Greg would see Leslie. Mind you, this is the whole that wife. That was last time? <laughs> yes. This is his wow. whole wife. And that's the last time he saw her. So this is the last photo we're looking at. We we'll post this on the Instagram, too. She was like, let me hug him real quick and take a picture because he going to need it to last longer because this is going to be his memory. <laughs> Do you know what's funny is like as I'm listening to the story and like, I don't know what's happening with the business and why people aren't getting paid. But I will say that, like, I get so overwhelmed by paperwork that I could see leaving a marriage and an identity just to not deal with the paperwork. Just leave the I country and so don't much. go back. I could truly be like, Aaron Whitehead her paperwork's out of control. I'm starting over with somebody else. And this time I'm going to be organized. This time I'm getting a file cabinet. Don't get divorced. Just move, y'all. Just move (laughs) real fast. Change your name. So within months after leaving New Zealand, Leslie filed to annul their marriage and Greg's parents would lose their home. Now why would they lose their home? Oh, because they put that 1.5 up maybe? So Greg and his family soon discovered the Dragonfly was actually a failing business. Now, Greg, you had already discovered that nobody was getting paid. Why didn't you? You already knew, Greg. You was down bad in love, and that's okay. So the cafe had declined in value since 2008. A global financial crisis was soon to reach its peak. Yeah, I remember that one. After selling the family home and cashing out their retirement savings, the wards were short about $150,000 on the $1.5 million loan. Greg's parents were forced to sleep in a relative's basement. That bad bitch had to sleep in somebody's basement? Oh, I know she mad. Yeah, I can't quite picture that. I'm also just not... I feel like I'm so confused as to why they couldn't just file bankruptcy. It came out of their personal account. They, she was marrying their son, and he was head I over guess that's hills. True. Yeah. Twelve years later, Greg and his family were left still picking up the pieces when his brother Ollie, okay, brother, decided Ollie. to further investigate. So, Aaron, you were right, but it wasn't Greg. It's Ollie, and Ollie got the microphone and. He got the hat backwards and he got strong eyebrows. It's giving petty. It's giving hater job. He was like, oh, I'm a hater and I'm going to hate, hate, hate. I'm going to figure it out. I love it. So the investigation that Ollie did, the breakthrough came when Greg's father, David, found Leslie's email password on a slip of paper. Leslie, you can't even remember. You writing down your passwords on paper? Among her emails, they found the original Bank of America statement she gave while applying for the $1.5 million loan, proving she had $5 million in a trust fund to sustain her business. Upon further examination, the bank statement was a fraud, riddled with errors, and the total balance was off by $600. She know how to use Photoshop. I always say if you're going to scam, you got to use Photoshop. That's how I got my first apartment. So she literally made a bank statement up that she showed his parents to get them to invest and bank right. of america she sh- ba- she showed it the bank of america mm-hmm. so the bank of america slip isn't the fake one so the original bank of america statement she gave while applying for the loan gotcha gotcha that's the fake is one. what okay. she faked 
So she, I guess she didn't. I was about to say Bank of America is petty as hell. Like they wouldn't let this slide. But no, so she showed that to them and it was like, okay. I got five million dollars. And they was like, OK. And then they really looked at it again after they knew she wasn't coming back to New Zealand. It was like wild it's spelling errors. Why Bank of America got three commas in it? <laughs> Bank of America. <laughs> like, Bank of American? What is this? How did we fall for this? So a deeper dive into the Dragonfly account showed that Leslie transferred tens of thousands of dollars to her adopted parents in America, which also uncovered that she had pleaded guilty to check fraud in the U.S. Mm. Okay. Additionally, they found a letter from an attorney named Eric T. Weiss to Kiwi Bank confirming that Leslie received a $5,000 a month allowance from her trust fund. According to the letterhead, Eric worked in Newport Beach, California and claimed to be Leslie's personal lawyer. It seemed that Leslie owed her parents money, and if she was late with payments to them, Eric would conveniently step in with an excuse just in time. They really went through her emails. They were really going through her emails. I feel like I can't even understand the de- the depth of the fake. Like at this point, I'm like, I'm like, Eric, so Eric is not Eric is fake, right? <laughs> I think Eric might be fake. We're going to see yeah. in a second. But I love that the top of this says Colonial Trust Co. Dot. And this says Eric T. Weiss, Esquire. 29th Street, Newport Beach, California. 29th Street is not an address. There's no address. She ain't put no address with it. Like, well, this is, is it? Is, is I it think two, something two, is blacked 25. out. It looks like they whited out. Yeah, they 29th. whited out 29th. Okay, so maybe there was an address there. But it does have, like, even the way it's centered up top, it looks like a paper I would have written in high school. Like, this is not from a business. And it says, Dear sir slash madam, this letter is confirmation that Leslie R. Manukin receives 5000 USD per month allowance for the rent of her life from her trust fund set up by her grandfather. Now, it was the parents before. Now, it's the grandfather. I'm also just, okay, this is the first time I've seen her name written. And it's Leslie with a Z? Yes, Leslie with Leslie. a Z. What a strong choice Les- if you're going to be a fake Lee. person. That's not how you spell that. She that I love it. She's doing crime. Leslie. Leslie. Okay, great. So due to the fact that Leslie has in the past been traveling so often around the world and many countries do not accept debit cards, it was much easier for us to set up a Citibank credit card purchase or for purchases or cash advances that she may need at any given time. This city card is paid off in full on a monthly basis and maintains a $6,500 credit limit, which is pretty low, and must be considered her full allowance for any loans she may be seeking. Okay. that None of that makes sense. At all. I don't get it. And, and as I was reading, I was like, am I dumb? Because... Also, this doesn't sound... I have lawyers. This isn't giving me legalese. This is... uh, Girl! (laughs) Leslie, I know you wrote this. (laughs) This is so funny to me. This is is the level of scam I would do. And this is why I would get caught. Hello, it's me, Mr. Lawyer. I'm... (laughs) 
Mr. Lawyer Esquire, I am Leslie's lawyer with the law. And I know them. Amendment. Objection. <laughs> Habeas corpus. <laughs> like, what? And the last, I feel like the last sentence too, she's like outing herself and must be considered her full allowance for any loans she may be seeking. She might seek a loan. Don't think anything of it if she does. Don't worry about Sometimes it. Sometimes she just be like seeking a loan. She'd be looking for just, a loan. Just in case. Like we're just putting it in there just in case she ever might seek a loan. Yeah. But we, she probably won't. But, but you just should like give her the loan if she seeks it. If she seek it, just no. Citibank got it. Like if she if she seeks it, let her find it. That's her. Just you know, put it out there. She already looking for it, so let's all discover the loan <laughs> together. What <laughs> if we end up finding out that this is a real legal letter? I will eat my hat. Same. So when the wards were able to get into Eric's email account with Leslie's password, damn Leslie, <laughs> it confirmed that Eric was a lawyer persona she made up. To serve her needs. We were absolutely okay. right. We got it. She gave my middle initial, too. It's a good fake name. Eric T. Wise. Yeah, that T really does give, like, prestige. It does. Because it's a Theodore. Yeah, it's got to be a Theodore. Eric Theodore Wise. Like, it's it's giving. You did a good job with that. Leslie, you did your big one with that. So, yeah. after going into his emails, Leslie, why are you using the same password for everything? Girl, I know it's hard. I know every time we get on the website, they'd be like, your password is not strong. And then it'd be like, oh, Apple would be like, I have a suggested password for you. One, two, five, nine, J-K-L-P-Q-Z-Z-7-3-D-7. I'm like, I'm not going to remember that. I know. Why does my password have to be strong? Like, let's have the passwords be weak. Y'all, reach out. Tell me your passwords. <laughs> <laughs> I have literally just like given up on certain things where I'm like, I guess I just cancel this because I'll never feel, I'll never remember the password. And every time I try to reset it, I get bounced back somehow. I'm not even going to say it because if I do, maybe some, it'll might catch up to me one day. But like, I have ways of remembering my passwords that I, but I'm not Leslie. I'm not writing a little slip of paper, but I do understand Leslie being like, I got too many passwords. I got to write it down. I, I, I understand it. A slip of paper is very funny. That's wild. <laughs> a slip of paper is like wild you don't want to write it on something you're gonna lose but okay right a slip of paper ma'am so <laughs> Leslie please be serious please at some point not right now so after going to Eric in quotes emails the wards discovered le- and the wards are remember that's our cunty mother who had to sleep in the basement and that's Greg's family Yes. They discovered Leslie had been using Eric to dupe her parents to an even further extent. In one email, Eric wrote to her parents, and let's leave Leslie in New Zealand where no one can hurt her or her character. She's a great girl who was just too nice and too trusting. But these are the qualities that people love most about her. Wait, she had fake Eric write to her I thought her parents were... Well, remember, she was just... She'd been lying the whole time. She ain't told us the truth. Oh, so this is a separate scam. Yeah, she just got fake Eric, her fake lawyer, Esquire, emailing her parents and being like, well, she and... Because remember, she did the check fraud in the U.S. So when she went to New Zealand, she done emailed her real parents from her fake lawyer account talking about, well, you know, Leslie's in New Zealand and and she just... She didn't do crime. She's not a criminal. She's just so nice that... 
crime fell into her lap. But she's just so nice. And everybody loved her. I feel like my mom would be like, why do you have a lawyer talking to me? What? Call me. What is happening? Right. Pick up the phone. <laughs> so Eric also created a book deal and Hollywood biopic based on Leslie's life starring Alyssa Milano. Based on which life? What at this one point. of them? I mean, <laughs> like she can't have she can't have been outing herself, or she was. I feel like that's I mean that's the greatest scam, right? Be a scam artist, but then also get ahead of the story and be like, I'm selling the book, right? On my life, I optioned my on own my book. life. Yeah, and so she, I love it. She knew she was like they gonna make a doc about me. We're talking about her on the podcast right now. She was like, I'm I'm the girl. Like they're gonna talk about me. So in Leslie's journals, she also created an imaginary life for Eric, complete with schedules of him flying on private jets with George Clooney and Julia Roberts. <laughs> hey, Julia Shelby, you bet. Well, I mean, <laughs> at least he flew with Clooney and not not the secret yucky plane that everybody else flew on. So this okay. is her calendar. She Listen, she loves to write some shit down. I don't recommend scammers. Don't put things in writing. I always say, like, if you have to have a difficult conversation or if you have to say some shit that you don't want repeated, make a phone call. Never put it in writing. Never. She was brainstorming. She was like, she wrote down George Clooney, private jet (laughs) from Dallas. This is the I love that she was like, these ideas are just getting better and better. Like she's up (laughs) drinking wine while she's doing this. And she's like, oh, I'm on to something. Oh, private. Oh, from Dallas. Yes. DFW is a hub. (laughs) Why on earth would it be more believable that her lawyer would be friends with Clooney? That's insanity. Because she's like, the lawyer is, he'd be a part of the law so he could have other clients and be lawyered with them as well. Dear God. The Delulu is off the charts. And honestly, I love me some good Delulu. Like... She is delusional. La, la, la. It's impressive. Yeah. And also, what year? This is what year at this point are we at? Do you know? Okay. So 12 years later, after 2008. So we're at 2020. Oh, we're catching up. Yeah. Okay. So eventually, Ollie, petty brother, hater brother, mm-hmm. stumbled upon correspondence Greg had begun with Maui police about Leslie's former bar. And what he found was a trail of other victims. God damn. So confronting Leslie in America. Leslie! Leslie! We're getting to the end here. Confronting Leslie in America. The trail led Ollie to follow Leslie's path of wreckage in the United States, which took him to her first failed cafe in Lake Tahoe that had closed 20 years earlier. Because remember, she has a whole history of cafes. <laughs> she loves a cafe. Why? She has like a fantasy. I feel like she saw too many 90s movies and she was like, that's what I do. I work at a cafe, <laughs> a successful little cafe that somehow just works. I don't know how. And I wear glasses. And then at some point I take them off and everyone realizes I'm sexy because <laughs> I am a 90s movie. I'm a, literally a runaway bride. That is literally what she is. Julia Roberts. So back again. Listen, also, I think Cafe 2 is such a great scam for a restaurant because restaurants have the highest rate of failure. Like, starting one is extremely risky. So instead of having a dinner restaurant or whatever, she calls it a cafe. So she's like, 
Listen, we open in the afternoon. We open in the morning. It, it seems like it might be more successful than just like a traditional restaurant. She's like, it's a cafe. Right. And no one knows what to expect from that. It's like maybe they just have coffee. Maybe there's pastries occasionally. And I don't know how much cafes make. I know how much purportedly restaurants should make, but cafes? I have no idea because the coffee is cheap. The pastries, what is it giving? Like, how much Wi-Fi are we giving out for free? Like, honestly, a good scam because who knows how much cafes should make? She's very smart. I like that. I mean, you're giving her a lot of credit, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) She wasn't smart to write down the damn password because I done opened it whole life. Leslie, if you didn't write down the password, you would be Gucci. I want to see more brainstorming. So Ali saw the failed Lake Tahoe Cafe, which Lake Tahoe seems like a great place to have a cafe. Like great place. People driving through. They own a lake. They there for vacation. They need a cafe. They need some. Yeah, there's nowhere else to go. You want a cute hangout. Mm hmm. So there he found one man with court documents ordering Leslie to pay $65,000 for credit card debt she accumulated on limousines, nail salons, champagne, and $200 dinners. Mm. Wow. <laughs> you let her rack up 65 racks, and then you're like, wait a minute, she hasn't paid me. That's- <laughs> Sorry, you don't need your money back because you let it go too far. $65,000? I feel like it's at this point where I'm like, I'm dying to see video footage of her to see how like convincing she is. Because she's got to have some kind of personality that works with this. Right. We saw those eyes and they were dead. But the I, dead eyes. I were, feel like them yeah. dead eyes must be looking to people's souls. Like she's doing I guess something. So. Something. Yes. She got some going on. Because she's otherwise pretty vanilla. Like she's fine. She's a pretty woman, but like she's not. But I, I feel like, like you that showed me a picture and I was like, I get it. Works. Like there's like. That's why I say, like, beauty standards and, like, looks and stuff, like, it doesn't matter. It's your vibe. You can take anybody down if you got the right vibe. And also, I bet you she does this. And this is something that I've really gotten into lately. It's one of my new scams that I've known about for a long time, didn't realize that I could use it. Eye gazing. So Laura Chen was my first improv coach and she wrote Florida Girls and wrote me into that show. I love her so, 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 so much. Y'all, it's February. Y'all gotta get out here and see her movie. It is fan-freaking-tastic. I've seen it four times. Then I saw it in theaters and it changed my life again. We was passing tissues around, kicking, crying, Suncoast. Laura Chen. It looks so good. It's, Didn't she just go to Sunday? Yes, and blew yeah. it up. The girls were texting me like, the 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 premiere at Sunday is sold out. You got tickets? I was like, no, that's my bestie, but I don't got no tickets for your ass. Like, <laughs> you you better stand outside. You better be in the snow. I don't know what to tell you. But no, Laura Lenny, Woody Harrelson, like the whole ca- it's phenomenal from start yeah, to finish. Wait. It is absolutely gorgeous. Suncoast, y'all, get into it. Um. But why did I bring Laura up? Oh, oh, eye gazing. Oh, yes. Because she taught me this. She was my first improv coach. And she taught me, like, we would do this exercise when we were, we had just become a team. You know, used to be able to throw people together. And we just become a team. And so to create, like, a relationship bond so that we would play together on stage, she was like, let's do this exercise, eye gazing. So we would have to stare in each other's eyes. And then we would rotate until we had all stared in each other's eyes for, like, two minutes, like, nonstop, straight on. And I feel like Leslie probably does this. 
if you ever have a conversation with somebody, I'm going to give y'all a scam tip, and you really want to get them involved, look directly in their eyes when they're speaking. It is jarring. Because we all kind of like look away or like, you know, we make conversation and look down, look up, look a little bit at your face and, you know, whatever. Just stare straight into their eyes. It will break your soul down. It is interesting. It is. I'm trying to think now what I do. I feel like when other people are talking, I am staring in their eyes. But when I talk, I tend to like, I feel like I look up to think. Yeah. That's what we all like do. I, yeah. Do you, when you, but like if you're eye gazing, do you also stare as you speak? Into their eyes. Yes, because that's actually the more powerful part. Like Ooh, when you're, because okay. like they might be looking up and around, so maybe they're not going to catch the full gaze. But when you're speaking, if you're also just looking directly in their eyes, it is, it's mesmerizing. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do an experiment this week and just do that when I speak. I know it works. It's jarring. I worked on, um when I was doing a Black Lady sketch show, I had a sketch with Jesse Williams. And I don't know if he knows he does this, but it's this is a comedy show. It was just us. It's like me, like basically the whole premise is like I'm like having a booty call. He's my booty call coming over, but I'm taking my braids down. So half of my hair is out and looking crazy. And he's like, hey, girl, like you, you up? You want to? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so then I put a little turban on my head. And like the whole point is like he's like seducing me and I'm trying to keep the turban on so he don't see my hair looks <laughs> fucking crazy. Oh, like, at one point I do like a back bend on the couch because he like touches me. He's like, you're so beautiful. I'm like, ah, ah, <laughs> like, but so it was like a 14, 15 hour shoot. And when I would talk to him in between like the, you know, setups, he eye gazed me. And I don't know if he knows that he does. But you know, he got them green that eyes. That does not surprise. Yeah, that does not surprise me. I feel like I see him do that in every performance. He's not somebody who looks around. It was disarming. I was He's like, smoldering. It was smoldering. And I was like, bitch, am I in Grey's Anatomy? What are you doing? Stop. We're doing comedy. Like, I'm supposed to be doing comedy. And now I'm over here like, yeah. Like, like it, it, it broke me. I had to like get back into I am a comedian because I was like this man is eye gazing me so hard and then at one point we were in Malibu shooting this it was dark and we're at this big mansion and they're doing a setup it's dark I went outside it's cold I had my jacket on and in Malibu you can see the stars because you know in LA like there's so many street lights and stuff but in in Malibu you can see the stars so I was looking up at the sky and he came out and he was like what are you doing and I was like oh I'm just looking at the stars and then he just starts pointing out constellations to me and look, I took astronomy in college, so I knew all of them. <laughs> but I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, and that's the Little Dipper. Oh, that's Orion's Bell. Wow. <laughs> like, he had me. He had me in the clutch. <laughs> like, Man, if I could go back and do all my additions with like smoldering eye gazing, I would. I think I'd probably do a lot of looking around. I think it's I, like talking to you about it, Aaron. Now I'm like. I'm going to bring it back because I haven't done it in a while. Now I'm like, yeah, it's so it is. <sighs> and it's the doing it while you're talking. I think mm-hmm. you're right because I like I know I do that when I listen. Like I just tend to like I, I don't know why I would look away from somebody when they're talking, you know, like that would feel weird to me. But I definitely I'm doing it even right now. I'm trying so to do it to look. you right now through the computer. I'm looking at your eyes. I'm like, yeah. And also, I feel like what really makes it cut is like. If you're talking to someone and you're giving them compliments, like Aaron, you look so beautiful. I'm glad and you using took my pictures name. of yourself. That's another one. Using the person's name. Yep. 
people like that. Because you deserve. And I'm so happy that you're on my podcast because I wanted you so bad. Stop. Stop. Oh, your cheeks just flushed a little bit. Oh, my God. I truly am. Even though I know you're like doing it to do it, it got me. You're that good of an actor. God damn. No, I meant all of that. I don't have to act when I mean it. I mean, see, now you're still doing it. You're smoldering (laughs) as you speak. Wait, no, I was doing it, but I'm not lying. Like, I'm not lying, Erin. Like, okay, Leslie, I don't know. I look, (laughs) not Leslie and Lacey. (laughs) Lazy. They told me that's my name in Spanish. Leslie. Lazy. L A Z I. (laughs) Listen, every Uber I get into, they never get my name right. And it's always either Lazy, Lakai, Lassie. Like, and I was like, this is so humbling. And when I get an Uber, they're always like, no. That's because my mom gave me like a funny ass spelling of my name. Like everybody else uses a Y or E-Y. Mine is just I, L-A-C-I. And so they'd be like, La-Chai. And I'm like, no, do you do it? It's just lazy. They're like, no. I love that they guess. <laughs> like, it's not that hard to just be like, how do you say your name? No, because, you know, the GPS will also be like picking up Lassie. Like, so. Oh, yes, yes. So I have noticed that my GPS has learned to pronounce certain things. Like I was actually sad the other day. She said, she goes, turn right on Fountain Avenue. And I was like, oh, you learned how to say it. She used to say, turn left on Fountain Avenue. <laughs> on Fountain. It's, kind of it's like when kids like finally learn to say a word correctly. And you're like, oh, I'm going to miss the little way. <laughs> right. My GPS is all grown up. I miss spaghetti. I miss paschetti. Now you're just saying spaghetti. Oh, you an adult. I know. You got to pay it's- bills, Annie. <laughs> you're not saying paschetti no more you, you need to pay some bills <laughs> so wrapping it up look look at us fully on a tangent I love it so much so remember <laughs> Ollie petty brother he done looked into Leslie right he done found this guy who was like she owe me 65k for her credit cards and her nail salons her champagne and her $200 dinner each community Ollie visited had many of the same hallmarks as the events in New Zealand, including bills not being paid, staff and creditors shortchanged, fake documents, forged checks, and cash going missing. Each time Leslie was discovered, she picked up and moved town. So when she knew she was about to get found out, that's why when she was like, Greg, the husband, was like, where is the money going? And she was like, it's KUE Bank. Okay, babe, I'm going to go to America. I'll be right back. Never came back. <laughs> she was like, I- were there husbands too? Like, would, did each one of these scams with cafes have a husband attached? I feel as though you can't run up 65K on somebody's card and not be romantically involved with them. Right, right, right. Can't be. Amazing. So each time Leslie was discovered, she, she was like, gotta go, gotta blast. Jimmy Dutron. She's like, I'm out. Eventually, Ollie found a man. I love that Ollie was like, I'm also going to take a vacation to the Americas <laughs> so that I can really hunt this bitch down. <laughs> I, I would love to know what Ollie was thinking, too, because I feel like Ollie was like, Greg, God fucking damn it. Not again. <laughs> Ollie went through customs and they were like, what are you in America for? He was like, pettiness. <laughs> like, <laughs> Do you have anything to, cl- to declare? Revenge. <laughs> That's definitely what he was declaring. He said, (laughs) duty free. (laughs) Okay, I'm on my job. I'm on my duty, but this is duty free because I'm doing it for free because I'm petty. Yes. (laughs) So 
Eventually, he found one man named Cameron, who Leslie dated when she returned to California after New Zealand. So now he didn't clock somebody that she, like, after... She already married in New Zealand to his brother. And she didn't clock somebody that he dated after the brother when she came back to the States and just, you know, poof, be gone, disappeared. She, too, convinced him to open a restaurant, which ultimately cost him his car and nearly his house. And you remember, his parents' house is gone... Our bad bitch mother is sleeping in the basement. So Greg is like, oh, this is familiar. Yeah. So like Greg, Cameron declined to go after Leslie for fear of harassment and scandal. So Greg, Ollie's brother, was like, I'm not going to chase Leslie down because I'm embarrassed. And I talk about this a lot on the podcast, y'all. And this is the reason I love reading your letters. I tell y'all all the time, my name is Scam Goddess. And I still be getting scammed and telling y'all, That it still happens. Like, wipe away the shame. You don't... Like, shame is such a barrier in so many aspects of life. We need to share information. It's okay if you get scammed. It doesn't mean you're stupid. It doesn't mean that you're not, you know, a bright person or have a great life ahead of you. It just happens. And you're giving such a gift to people who could avoid it in the future by hearing your story. So wipe away the shame and go after that bitch, okay? Be on your duty free, like Aaron said. Be declare that you're here for revenge. Okay? It's it's fine. But especially rich people, rich people are the best to scam because they will not tell anybody they got scammed. They could get scammed in some shitty investments, some Ponzi schemes, all types of shit. They won't tell anybody because there's an assumption that if you make money, that you must be smart and intelligent. And for a lot of people, being scammed is the antithesis of intellect. And that's just not true. We all have needs. And there's someone out here who can exploit your needs, whatever they are, whether it's love, whether it's security, whether it's finances, like, like, no matter what it is, there's somebody who can exploit it. We're all vulnerable because we are human beings who have wants and needs because we simply exist. I have so many wants and needs. I'd be so scammable. Come scam me. You can find me at Girl with a Tail. Aaron, don't 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 challenge them. <laughs> don't challenge them no, because they will no. find you. No, no, no. I don't so, really want to be scammed. Wrapping this up. So Greg was like the brother, you know, and and just like Cameron, he was like, I don't want to say nothing, right? So Ali also found out that Cameron did have a clue for Leslie's location via access to an email account attached to her CVS loyalty card. Leslie, you and these damn emails. <laughs> Gmail done fucked your life up. Like, <laughs> Hotmail, <laughs> Yahoo, AOL. <laughs> How did you let that take you down? Please, sistrin. So, Ollie was able to track Leslie down to a small California town. There he found not a life of luxury, but a woman working as a grocery shelf stalker living in the back of her car. Oh, God. Leslie, what did you do with all this damn money that you done stole from everybody and their grandmama? And we we don't know a town? Just a small town. Oh, my God. Look at her now. Damn, Leslie down bad. Oh, she looks she truly looks 40 years older. And I say this as somebody who looks 40 years older than before the pandemic. But so I I empathize. But wow. Leslie is. And and look at her. She's like, huh? What y'all want? Leslie, those eyes, those eyes are dead. I mean, if we thought she looked dead eyes at the beginning, yeah, now they're she's gone, deceased, deceased. These are under the ground. These are cremated eyes. Like they're fully dead, dead, dead. 
So did he turn her in? So when Ollie confronted Leslie in the parking lot of her workplace, she acknowledged she did wrong, but blamed Ollie and his brother. That's what she said. To be really honest, Ollie, I blame your brother a little bit for not stepping up and pulling your parents and I together and letting us all sit down and actually have a conversation about why I did some of the things I did. Y'all heard my pause in that because as I was reading it, I was like, I'm going back. Narcissistic abuse. We're going back. And I'm reading it again. Leslie said, to be really honest, Ollie, I blame you and your brother a little bit for not stepping up and pulling your parents and I together and letting us all sit down and actually have a conversation about why I did some of the things I did. Why did you? Okay, yeah, I'm wrong, but you also wrong because why did y'all stop me from being wrong when I was wrong? It's really amazing. I mean, this is a tour de force and gaslighting. Wow. (sighs) I mean, this isn't gaslighting. Gaslighting is like convincing you that your reality is not reality. This is... It's just twisting. And 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 it's also guilting. There's like a weird... I feel like I've had this... and Not this exact flavor, but I feel like I've had a boyfriend say similar things mm-hmm. where it's like, well, like you could have said something. Why didn't you say something? Or it's the like, well, why didn't they leave? It's like that yeah. very like... It's always yeah. the victim blaming. That's what she's doing. Mm-hmm. She's victim blaming. Because she's like, well, you knew I was doing crime, so watch y'all sit me down and tell me I was doing crime. Because when I was doing crime, nobody stopped me from doing crime. Y'all didn't stop me. That's y'all fault that I did crime because you didn't stop me. What? This is beautiful. This is honestly artistic victim blaming. Side note, she looks to me like what Mary Jane and Ashley Olsen could have ended up looking. Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen like, mm-hmm. could have ended up looking. She has those same eyes. Oh, yeah. She does have the nimble house eyes. You are And, like, they turned right. out yeah, g- g- gorgeous. But she's even kind of doing the duck leg. They like to cosplay homeless with their fashion, but they they were like, we're out of the game. We rich as hell. Syndication is lit. We done sold the books and the shows. We done. And I was like, you know Every what? photo looks like two unhappy lollipops to me when they take a picture of them. Which honestly makes me think that they're probably happy as hell. Probably. And so I also want to say that obviously Leslie was older than Greg. So when you are dating someone that you're older than, there is like a little bit of a power play there of like imbalance, depending on how much older. And I think she might be significantly older than him. Like, because remember the first photo? Like, she was looking grown, grown, grown. She was in her late 30s. I, I think he was... I couldn't tell in the first photo. Like, to me, they look the same age in that photo. Oh, for and real? I guess in the first one? I don't think so. I guess. In this one, she definitely looks... Do we have Greg's age when they got married? Greg was in his mid-20s, and she was in her late 30s when they got married. Yeah, that's a big age difference, Aaron. Yeah. And, like, late 30s and mid-20s ain't nothing alike. Like, Mm -mm. if it was, like, she was in her late 40s, he was in his late 30s, maybe. Because the 30s, that's when you grow up. That's when you, like, my mom was like, you're not an adult until you turn 30. But 20s, you just confused and lost and out here in the streets. And she picked him up. Yeah. And And you you still see people, too, who are that age as, like, they're the adults. Like, in your mid-20s, you still see yourself as a kid. Or I did. 
I did too. I still do. Sometimes, sometimes people say like you freeze at an age, and that's the age you are oh, for I, the rest of your I life. I froze. I know my exact frozen age. What's your frozen age? I'm 15. <laughs> wow. I think my frozen age is 22. That's see, that's better. You can drive. You can drink. <laughs> I still my inner child is like, what are we doing? This is all too much. I still feel that way. I'm I'm a down bad hoochie. Like Shereen was with me in San Francisco and she was like helping me out, like doing the show. And she was like, Oh, do you want me to she was ironing her clothes in the hotel room and she was like, Do you want me to iron your clothes for the show or are they skin tight? And I was like, you know they're skin tight, girl. I don't need no ironing. <laughs> I was gagging because I was like, I'm still a hoochie. Like a hoochie till I die. To like die a hoochie, <laughs> okay. I'm I'm just like Leslie. Till I die, uh, she a scammer. I'm a hoochie. So, wrapping it up, according to the most recent report, Leslie still lives in California, free to continue her scams, otherwise uncharged with any crime. I'm shocked, Leslie. I thought for sure she was going to be in jail. Leslie, you must be really good at sex too. It's giving. I mean, I wonder. Leslie like, know how to do some things. Them dead eyes. She know how to do all the things to people. She probably turned people out, changing their lives. Because I'm just like you're providing me with like papers of evidence, and then you're telling me she's not in prison. I'm. Cameron was like, she stole sixty five k from me. Greg is like, she took one point five million dollars from my family. Got my mama sleeping in the basement. My my bad bitch mama sleeping in the basement. And everybody's like, we can't come after her. <laughs> Well, meanwhile, people are like in prison for 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 selling weed. Yeah, she did all that. Looking at you, Georgia, y'all's weed laws are trash. So Greg's family was able to sue the lawyer that worked on the Dragonfly Cafe deal, which won them enough money to buy their house back. I'm so glad y'all got the house back because my my good Judy, my good sis, she doesn't even be sleeping in nobody's basement. Okay, no, she no, wears no. white to other people's weddings. She doesn't sleep in basements. <laughs> and Greg has since remarried and has been able to move on with his life happily. And now he's on his second marriage. That's the gold one. That, okay. You know. Oh, I thought we were going to get a photo. Okay. No, that's the gold one, the second marriage. And so, Aaron, that is <laughs> the end of Leslie's story for now. For now. I can't believe she's on the loose, though. So it's not the end of the story. No, not at all. She's she's fully free, which I love for her. Because, like, Aaron, I know you were saying, like, I don't know if we love her, but I love her. Like, to be such a bad bitch that you robbed all these people and they were like, you know what? We just got to charge you to the game because we had a good time. It's giving me she gave them an experience. They were like... It is. Yeah. You know what? We did I mean, have a good time. <laughs> and in that sense, like, in not charging her, she does have a point where it's like, I blame them. They could have charged her, but they're not. And she did say, she was like, y'all should have sat me down and told me to stop doing crime. But you didn't. Yeah. So that's yeah. your fault. Because you knew I was but doing crimes. She could literally say that to the police. You should have <laughs> arrested me. You had the paperwork. Y'all could have put me in jail a long time ago. So why are you going to try to put me in jail now? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm leaving the court. <laughs> Bailiff. <laughs> High key, low key, she's mother. I'm, I'm kind of like she mothered so hard. I'm, I'm here. I'm here for it. <laughs> I love her. Cheers, cheers to you, 
Aaron, we always ask at the end of this podcast, where would you like to be found? Well, unless you're a scammer, I would love to be found <laughs> at a girl with a tail on Twitter, Instagram, all all of the f- platforms we have. I don't know. I'm probably on everything. Yes. And then also, y'all, College Town. Get yes, into College Town. Comedy Bang Bang World. Lacey was like the most fun guest. Please come listen to that episode. Oh my goodness. I had she sings for you. I did sing. I did sing. It was so fun. I had such a freaking blast. I y'all, as always, if you want to find me, D I V A L A C I Diva Lacey on all platforms. If you want to see all these photos and these dead ass eyes, which you definitely want to see. Scam Goddess Pod on Instagram. If you want to chat with me, Scam Goddess Pod on Twitter. And y'all pre-order my book. Comes out September 2024. And my publisher said I have to start talking about it now. So I was like, okay. But um, I withheld a lot from this podcast. I don't know how. But the book is about scams. It's about my life. It's comedy. And yeah, it's called Scam Goddess by Lacey Mosley. And all my platforms, you will see the link to pre-order the book. So congregation. Congratulations. Thank you. And congregation, stay, stay Leslie in. Okay, y'all get out here and get on your Leslie tip. Because she was just too good to put in jail. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. She's an inspiration. She is. Now I think I'm going to try some scams myself. Scam goddess. This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. Our producer is Judith Cargbo. Our production coordinator is Abby Aguilar. And our audio engineer is Sam Keeper. Research for the show is done by Caitlin Brandt. Stay scamming. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.